Hello, and welcome to the Town Alone Podcast. We did one, two, three, Turkey. Oh, fuck me. I keep doing that. Gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Hello, and welcome to the Town Alone Podcast, the only podcast brought to you by The Wheel. I'm your host, Adam Hess, and with me, as always, vascular Mike Regan. Mike, how you doing today? Did you know? Fun fact I learned today. Adam, what was the best movie that came out in the calendar year of 2023? Pillars of a Flower Moon. Wrong. It was Godzilla Minus One. <laughs> and Godzilla Minus One was made of a, on a budget of no more than $15 million. It's like a Wes Anderson movie. Actually, it's like not, two Wes Anderson movies. Like You saw the VFX in that movie. Is that not fucking wild? It was all practical. There's actually no VFX. Godzilla's real. Yeah. <laughs> they just filmed him. Like I heard that today, and I was like, wow. I mean... Movie of the year. It's a disgrace that it's not up for best picture, but what can you do? You could kill everyone in the academy, I guess. What? No? I'm just saying being doing a podcast is somewhat the media business. I don't think I want to start saying things like that that could get back to the Are dark overlords of Hollywood. You could get no- nominated for an Oscar at some point? No, I just think the academy could send someone to kill us for disparaging them. Send someone to kill us. I'd like to see them try. That's it. Mike, tell them your address. We'll see them. But again, if, if they killed people for disagreeing with them, can you imagine how many people died when they gave Green Book picture of the year? <laughs> how dare you talk about Vigo Mortensen like that? That was a fucking joke. What's the uh, what's Matt call him in that episode of It's Always Sunny? <laughs> Vigo Morgenstein or something? Yeah. Vigo Morgenstein! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a clip on youtube as like a youtube short about it where it was him in an interview talking about like fat mac and he said that he would have one of his assistants would bring in like a big ass tub of ice cream and put it on the on like his desk and he would leave it and let it sit there until it melted and then he would drink it because he talked about all the calories he had to take in to pull that off and he like however many it was he said you cannot eat that in a day he was like you can drink it but you cannot eat that many in a day (laughs) i'd uh i'd like to challenge Mr. Rob McElhaney on that. I believe I could eat that many calories in a day. How many calories can you eat in a day? Just probably a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't count it. Throw out like a a round number that sounds right to you. I don't take my meds that stunt my appetite. I'm sure I could probably, I could probably hit 10k. No way. No, is that a lot? No way. Ten thousand so much. Seven. (laughs) Seven thousand is like Michael Phelps' prime Olympics. What he was eating. Okay. You think you can eat 7,000 calories? I could try. I think I could do 5,000. I, I guess 5,000 is considered a lot. Yeah. I eat 3,100 a day right now. Yeah. Do you have another thought there, Mike? Oh, yeah. Guess what I... Uh, so my my civilian job outside of this, which I don't need because we make so much money doing this, but I just do it for, out of the kindness of my heart, um, is an extremely slow week. So I had nothing to do the air night. And the things I got done were I relaced my shoes... And I downloaded TikTok and I might sue my company now because I'm never going to get anything done ever again in my life. (laughs) TikTok is fucking awesome. You going to take over the TikTok channel for Town Alone? Sure. I didn't like, I didn't even put like, I just did some like random ass name I put up just to make an account and start looking at shit. What, uh, what's your algorithm spitting at you? What do you, what are you watching on TikTok? Oh God. It's all just nerd shit and memes. Is there porn on TikTok? I don't think so. All right, Mike. 
since you brought up TikTok but refused to share what you were looking at for some reason. Oh, I was looking at video game shit, memes, anime shit. For a while there, I was going down a rabbit hole and just searching my favorite like video game music composers. And then TikTok's so great because you can put in anything you're interested in and you get these responses and you can just live in your own little bubble. <laughs> it's so nice. And, and it's nice and cozy in that bubble. You know, you don't ever have to go out of it. Like, it's what you want in life. So you're regressive. Do you now in your free time now, mm-hmm. have you just been looking at TikTok? No, I mean, just downloaded the other night. So in That's the last I, 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, I spent like six hours at, that night at work looking at it. And then. <laughs> I haven't really been on it since then, but I also slept most of the day yesterday. I'm just like a terrible human. Like, don't aspire to be like me, young kids out there. Between now and the 29th, what percent of your time awake will be spent looking at TikTok? Uh, if I had to guess, it'd probably be like a solid like 20%. Like one-fifth of my life gone. <laughs> yeah. I only ask because, uh, Mike, I'm sure you know that the 29th is a significant date for you. Oh, baby, I'm already putting, I'm taking that day off work, brother. <laughs> Had to Google it. Didn't know the date off the top. Yeah. You, you want to share take... with the audience what the 29th is? Uh, it's the That's day that right. Final... It's Leap Day. <laughs> it's the uh, day of Final Fantasy VII remake, or part two of it, which is now called Rebirth, comes out. And, oh boy, I'm going full, like, high school, middle school, degenerate Mike, lock myself in the room and do nothing but play video games and eat hummus. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Hey, you know you can still buy a 2024 calendar on Amazon? I was just trying to look up dates, and I ended up on an Amazon page trying to sell me calendars. Yeah, Once the date of January so 1st passed, don't buy a calendar. You're behind. <laughs> so that's a Thursday is the 29th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably take off. Oh, shit, it's going to be tough. Well, it depends. I have to see if it is actually going to drop at midnight. If it does drop at midnight, then I'll have to take the 28th off. Because I work overnight, so that's why people I have to take that day off and then probably the next day. We'll see how it works. I'll see how you know. Yeah. It, 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 there's moving pieces here. So are we gonna like definitively move the football podcast to Mondays then to avoid this giant iceberg that's coming at us of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? No, we, we did the day. You can we do whatever day you want, buddy. I literally I have no life. My my schedule is open. Let's see how depressing I can get on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I might have to cut a lot of this out to make why? us seem irreverent and fun. I'm so irreverent. I put that in my I put that in my dating bio. People call me irreverent, and I, for some reason I get no hits. I thought we called you vascular. I'm vascular and irreverent. <laughs> my friends would call me vascular and irreverent. <sighs> All right, Mike. The Super Bowl's in like four fucking days. Love you. That you there's no way you actually feel that excited. That was just leaning into the energy of the moment. You yeah. if, you if if there was, like, what would have to be the least important thing that you would do over watching the Super Bowl this week? The least important thing I would do. Yeah, like, would you go on a date instead of watching the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. What if they were doing, like, a one-night showing of the original Halloween at a theater near you on Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, I'd do that. That'd be cool. Because it would be just a bunch of, like, hardcore Halloween fans who would be there. So you'd do that over watching the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. What if Final Fantasy came out on Sunday instead of the 29th? Bye, Super Bowl. I mean, I would probably, like, open the laptop, pull up YouTube TV on the laptop, pop, pop it up there. Have to, you know, I got to mute it because I got to listen to the be- beautiful sounds of Nobuo Umetsu, who does the, the music for Final Fantasy VII. 
So, all right, you heard it there, folks. Our uh, regional football expert, Mike Regan, would yeah. rather watch a movie from 1971 than the Super Bowl. 1979. <laughs> Same year. If you ever get the date wrong again. I don't, I don't even know how to bridge back into the Super Bowl from here. This podcast is off to a start, bro. Well, all right, so this is our first, our first annual Props podcast. We're the first people to ever do it. I've never heard of the Bill Simmons podcast. I don't know why you keep bringing that up. As in who? <laughs> so what I'm thinking that we do here is that we're going to take, each of us is going to have 10,000 fake dollars to work with mm-hmm. to bet however much we want, on Super Bowl props. 5,000 of it has to be on player props. You can spend the other 5,000 however you want. So if you want to spend it on, you know, novelty props, money line, overs, unders, things like that, Mm. feel free to. But half the money spent has to be on player props. Okay. Does that all make sense to you, Mike? It makes so much sense. Okay. Do Do you have your list up? Are you ready to get started on this? I need to pull up a spreadsheet so I can keep track of our bets here. I thought about being a douche and just doing two bets, 5K on each of them, <laughs> but I didn't. And then I started looking at my bets, and I got I got this idea in my head. And I was like, Adam's going to come in well-researched with genius bets. And I was like, what if I just fly by the seat of my pants? So what if we do a, a, uh, like a method competition here? The man who's well-researched versus the guy who's just betting on his phone off the cuff. And that's what we're going to get here. Who will win? Probably not me, but let's find out. Okay, yeah, we can do that. I do, of course, just have to ask for clarification. Now, was this a plan that you had, or was this just how things worked out and you've sold it really well? This was the plan I had as of about an hour before we were set to start recording. (laughs) Now, not to punch down, Uh but were you not complaining that you had two days at work where you couldn't do anything? I was on TikTok. Were you not listening? <laughs> I had to relace my shoes, Adam, because I had this problem where the bill of the shoe keeps going to the side, and I couldn't. So I Googled how to possibly fix it, and they said to lace between the little like hole on the bill. So I had to try that. You didn't think of that before? That wasn't like the first thing that occurred to you was to lace it in the thing designed to keep the tongue from. I don't know. I didn't, but it's it's very frustrating because you buy high top fans. And then when they're not high topping because the the tongue or whatever is sliding to the side and you can see like you see like your ankle sticking out, you look like a fucking idiot. As as a a man who frequents high top converses, this has never Mm. been a problem I've run into because I've always just laced it into the little hole on the tongue. Yeah, but like that it like I even laced it in the hole and they still kind of move some. And so now I'm like having a, a crisis and beating myself up, you know. I'm I'm negging myself because I'm like, look at you with your weird fucking shaped ankles that no matter what, the bill's going to slide to the side. Like, why do you even weird keep living ankles. with your weird ankles? Mike, weird ankles, Regan. <laughs> yeah, like, just chop them off. You disgust me. So, would it make you feel better to have the first prop in this little <laughs> this little game we're doing here? Yeah, but I swear to God, if it's about someone's ankles, I'm just going to lose it. It's not about someone's ankles, but it is about a man who breaks ankles. Ooh. My first prop, and I'm putting a whopping, whopping $2,000 on it. Christian McCaffrey over 91 and a half rushing yards. I know that is a huge number. 91 and a half is is beefy. Odds can't be that great. Minus 110. Oh, that that is pretty good. Okay. But here's the thing. This Chiefs defense is really susceptible to the run. 
mm-hmm. they've been a stout pass defense all playoffs. Like I said last week, number one EPA per play against pass. Number eight or nine against the rush. I'd have to double check mm-hmm. that, but th- significantly worse against the rush. On top of that, you got your Mr. Irrelevant quarterback in Brock Purdy, who has been slumping like crazy. And yeah. this is the big stage for Christian McCaffrey. This is the Kyle Shanahan offense that we've been preparing for. He has all of his tools, just like Dennis going into his trunk on the night of the reunion. He needs need his tools. tools. He likes to bind. He likes to be bound. bound. <laughs> but he has his tools in Christian McCaffrey, who he can split out mm-hmm. wide. He can bring in motion. He can run eye formation with use check. It's going to be a mm-hmm. high Christian McCaffrey usage game. And I may have another Christian McCaffrey bet later. But once again, Christian Ooh. McCaffrey, over 91 and a half rushing yards, minus 110. I like it. I like that one. Real quick before I say my first one, I got to say, so Christian McCaffrey is minus 230 anytime, Tutty. Like, how surefire does something happen? Like, I know that seems so absolute, but like at minus 230, the value is not that great. And there's so much of a chance that that's not going to happen, people. You know, like, what, how, like, would you ever take that kind of anytime touchdown score bet? If I'm not like low, like, I usually on anytime Tutties, if, I'm, if it's not plus money, like, you can miss me with it. I'm not taking it. Yeah, I was looking at that. So my dad, my uncle, and I every year run a contest where we bet on first time first touchdown scorer in every single playoff game, and whoever wins the most money at the end of the, the competition wins. And I was looking at first touchdown scorer, and there's, like, no fucking value, man. It's either, like, you have to go with someone who you think might score, like Debo and Christian McCaffrey, who have really, really short odds for first-time touchdown scorer, or you have to go someone, like, insane, like MVS, who's, like, plus 2,200. Yeah. You have like do it as a bit. Like sometimes as a bit, my cousin would put like a dollar on Reggie Gilliam first touchdown scorer in Bills games. And it's like, that's funny. Yeah. And you're losing a dollar at the end of the day. So, yeah. <laughs> they say DraftKings was built on dollars. Yeah. And cents, I hear. Because of it, you know what they say, Adam? What's that? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Hey, real quick, before we get to your first bet, can I point out mm-hmm. the dumbest novelty prop they have every year that drives me up a wall? Coin toss. Coin toss. Yeah. Minus 104 heads, minus 104 tails. They're literally charging juice on a 50-50 proposition. <laughs> like, do you know what minus 104 comes out to mm-hmm. odds-wise? What? It's like a 48.9% chance of happening. <laughs> Which, literally, it the the outcome isn't like that like it is 50 yeah. 50 you can't it's yeah. literally 50 50 and they're charging juice on a prop that's 50 50 and it's not like with like money line yeah it's like is it 50 50 either team could win yes but there's a remarkable remarkable amount of factors that can go into one team being more favored it's not like you know you can look back at it and be like oh you know the head side of the coin has a way better secondary <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just corrected myself. It's a 50.98% chance of happening either way, which means okay. the total odds add up to the coin has a 101.6% chance of either landing on heads or tails. So they don't think it's going to land on its side. They There's don't no way that can happen. Okay. That's a Homer Simpson joke. I think they're going to flick it up and a bird's going to come by and take it. <laughs> it's the Randy Johnson bird coming back all those years later for revenge. Oh, yeah. It's going to have like an eye patch on and all this shit. <laughs> giant hole in the middle of it i lived bitch <laughs> he was just coming in to take down sports 
<laughs> Taking down big sports. Sports All tried right. to kill him. Now he'll kill sports. Anyways, my, your first my bet. first prop. Pull up the anytime tutty we were just talking about. Miss me on the first three. McCaffrey, Pacheco, Kelsey, they're all minus odds. Now, Kelsey's minus 105. That's probably like the first time I'd consider minus odds on anytime touchdown score because literally when it comes to the Chiefs, who else is going to score the touchdowns if it's going to be a passing touchdown uh, or a rece- receiving touchdown? But I went down a couple more spots to one of my favorite players in all of the NFL. He's plus odds, but he's a switchblade of a player who can hurt you in so many ways. I'm taking Debo. Put a thou on it. Uh, Debo Samuel, anytime tidy at plus 140. Sorry, I'm typing. I knocked over my coffee, but it's in a thing, so we're good. <laughs> I'm typing all of our bets into a spreadsheet as we go here. So that if those pauses there that they're not going to hear because I'll edit them out are because I'm typing. I, okay, so here's I, I'll say this. Here's why I don't like anytime touchdown scores, because touchdowns are luck. So I'm never going to be a big anytime touchdown scorer guy. But if you're going to take one, at least make it plus money and make it someone who's going to get a chance to touch the ball in the red zone. And that's Debo. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, great Falcons receiver for all those years. Andre 3000. No. <laughs> Julio Caroline. Jones. Julio Jones is like the reason why you never go minus odds on any time touchdown scores. Because yeah. the man would finish the game with 185 yards and never get in the end zone. And to think now, that's going to be Terry McLaurin. Scurritor? Scurritor. The Scurritor in Washington, not the Scurritor in uh, the dog shit Miami Heat. I saw a tweet today from... Oh, fuck. Who was it? Albright? I don't know. Someone who's an NFL guy. An NFL insider. Albright. And he said that people in the league... There's people, from what he's hearing, in the league who are thinking more of McCarthy as a possible first-round pick compared to Penix and Knicks more likely being a day-two pick. I thought that was interesting. I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Patriots to draft J.J. McCarthy after trading back. It's just like, you can take the Belichick out of the Patriots, but you can't take the Patriots out of the Belichick. Yeah. All right, Mike. My next prop on the board... Patrick Mahomes, under 262.5 passing yards at minus 110. I love it. I just love it. Putting 1,000 on it. Here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes has only hit this total five times the entire season, including the postseason. Mm -hmm. This is, it's, in general, not a great pass-catching group. Isaiah Pacheco's come on really strong. This entire offense is going to be operating in a way to avoid giving Nick Bosa time to get pressure, since no one else on that defensive line for the 49ers can do anything including Javon Hargrave and Chase Young in that conversation. Like, if they just double Nick Bosa and send Isaiah Pacheco that way, it's going to be like five yards of carry. This is also a Chiefs team that loves, loves to slow down the pace this year. If they had a stat for this, I guarantee that they would lead the league in nine-minute drives. And then on the other side, they have their defense, which is going to be able to get stopped. So it's not like they're going to need to pass to keep the ball or to keep themselves in the game. So I don't see a world in which Patrick Mahomes is dropping back 44 times and throwing 262 yards. But you do think he's dropping back 44 times? No. No? <laughs> I do not okay. think he's dropping back 44 times. I, don't, I mean, they're, they're going to be behind in the game, so. Yeah, you, th- you sure think that, don't you? I know that. Did you take a guess at what the final score is going to be? 
you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to review the tape. I forgot what I said. <laughs> you want to take another guess here while I'm typing? Yeah, it's probably something like uh, 31 to 20 San Francisco, bro. You think he gets 262 yards and just 20 points? No, I don't think he gets 260 yards. I think he gets 62. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 200 yards under. Yeah. You know, Travis Kelsey really fucked me earlier in this postseason when I had him over four receptions or four and a half receptions and he dropped a touchdown that would have been his fifth reception. Yeah. I think about that a lot. You do? Maybe more than I should. Yeah. That's me with Travis Kelsey. I'm going to wait until he has a hot dog in his hand three years after he's retired and knock it out of his hand. Like, Ooh. Way to drop it, Kelsey. <laughs> I'll show him. Is he eating two hot dogs at once, though? Yeah. And they're full of vaccinations. Yeah. Two things at once. Uh, all right. Ready for my next prop? Yeah. My next player prop? All right. I, this was a fun one I found. It's player yards of first completion. It'll be interesting to note that Mahomes is over under his seven and a half, and the Purds is ten and a half. Now, at first, I was like, Brock Purdy throwing past the sticks get out of town and then i remember this man's the yak king all right so he could throw it four while debo Ayuk, mccaffrey they go ahead and get the other seven so i'm taking purdy over ten and a half on his first completion at minus 108 throw a thou on it i am tracking how much money i spend so we don't have that moment in the podcast later where i'm like how much money do i have left out <laughs> you have eight thousand dollars left um, I know, I'm tracking it. I thought it'd be really funny if one of us just came out here and was putting down like $25, $50 bets. Yeah. <laughs> just bet the entire board, small units. Man, that would have really fucked me up. No, it would. <laughs> We've been typing on the spreadsheet forever. Yeah. Um, really maxing out the cells there on Google Sheets. So I'll, uh, I'll just piggyback on this and we can have a broader conversation about yak. There's a bet, a prop this year which is the player to have the most yak yards on one reception. Ooh, what book is that? Is that on FanDuel? That's on FanDuel. Hmm. It could just be in Illinois and not in New York. They got some weird rules with novelty props. Yeah. But here, so the two that really caught my eye here are McCaffrey at plus 630 and Debo at plus 540. McCaffrey really hasn't had like huge explosive passing yard gains. He, he more like gets his explosive gains in the running game because mm -hmm. it's Shanahan's offense. So he's just like... Sometimes they've loaded up the box nine plays in a row and Shanahan's passed on every one of them. So they finally don't load up the box and Christian McCaffrey runs for 22 yards. But I feel like at some point, especially against a Chiefs defense that secondary is so stout, but it's linebackers can't move at Christian McCaffrey speed. Mm -hmm. At some point, I feel like we got to get like an HP angle or an HP wheel that goes like caught like five yards downfield and goes 40 or a bubble screen to McCaffrey who's lined up in the slot that goes for 25 yards. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I think I, I was, I was going to take Debo. I think I'm going to take McCaffrey plus six thirty to have the most yak yards on one reception. Are those the only two people listed? Who else no. is listed on the yak? Yeah, no, I can. Let's see here. Like I'm guessing those are the top two, right? I'm pulling it up. Calling okay. yourself. Um, Rasheed Rice is actually the number one player at plus 370. Then you have Debo, McCaffrey, Kelsey plus 680, Kittle plus 710. I don't know how the fuck Kelsey is on the most yards after catch from a single reception. The man runs like Robert De Niro and the Irishman. He might, he might have like 11 and a half receptions. Like that's entirely within play. Mm -hmm. But there's no way he's catching the ball and taking it to the house for 40 yards. Yeah. 
Uh, Kittle plus 710, Ayuk plus 880 is your your top six. Gotcha. Uh, or if you want, you can get Blake Bell at plus 8,000. I don't. All right, I don't Chris want Conley that. plus 8,000? Oh, that I do, though. Hey, do you see uh, Kadarius Tony get asked if he thinks he's a number one wide receiver, and he said, if I get the ball, I am? Yeah. Do you think anybody walked up to him and said, now – or not walked up to him, but do you think he had got the follow-up question of, did you ever ask yourself – why am I not getting the ball? <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out, he did get the ball at the end of that Bills game during the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just somewhat went to prove that perhaps you aren't a number one receiver. Just Mr. maybe not. Mr. Tony. Uh, what are the odds on that? Plus 630. And I'm going to put I'm gonna put a grand on it. Yeah, I like the, the yak potential in general better in um, – with the San Fran players than I do with Casey. You really Charlie dayed your way through that sentence. You know, I don't know what boys. That was, not Charlie <laughs> that, was a, that was your, that was nearly your Tony Romo. <laughs> oh, so I gotta say Chris Jim. Collinsworth. I gotta say Jim. I really, I really like the yak here. This is huge, Jim. It's going to Chris Collinsworth. Because every time you do a Chris Collinsworth, you start it up like he's a lawnmower that you couldn't get to go on the first pull. Yeah. <laughs> This guy, you know. He like starts to say, Christian McCaffrey. He's a guy. guy. How do you stop this guy? He catches the ball and then he runs with it. He gets more yards than he would have gotten had he not ran it. And it's just, you know. He's a guy. He appears in those Lowe's commercials. I just love him in those commercials. They tell him to put it in the slot and twist. He's the MVP of sinks. Michael secretly likes me because uh, he's like part owner of PFF. Yeah, next gen stats or PFF. Next gen stats, yeah. Here's a guy that owns next gen stats. Anyways, <laughs> Chris Collinsworth right. not calling this game. Chris Collinsworth, he's already out golfing, man. He's not watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do Do you think? Do you think Al Michaels is going to watch the Super Bowl? Like Probably. not not live, right? I'm not saying like will he watch it Sunday night. I'm saying mm-hmm. period. Will Al Michaels ever see the Super Bowl? We'll see some of it. He'll be asleep pretty early on, though. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that when he's calling the games. It does. <laughs> they have to nudge him. Al, you're on. It's your turn, Mike. All right. You know what's also in the same lines of, like... You have $8,000 any, left. Anytime touchdowns, bets, where it's like, yeah, I mean, really, those aren't the smartest bets to take. There's so much chance and luck and randomness in it. This one's slightly similar. It's a, a player, Super to re- Bowl future. Pl- player to record a sack. I don't even know what your smart-ass comment was. But I'm I, said, I said Bill's Super Bowl futures. Yeah, that's why I moved on, because I did hear the word Bill's, and I was like, fuck this guy. So a player to record a sack. All right. You know, it was a guy I kind of like. He was a guy in Kansas City. Had a great career at Purdue. George Karloftis, all right? He has 14 sacks on the season. Now, he finally got his first postseason sack last week. It was a pretty big one there on Lamar Jackson. I think he's come back and getting a sack this week. Hit me with George Karloftis to record a sack at plus 110. Put a thou on it. You're down to $7,000 left. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm down to six. Mm. If you're, uh, you're following along there. I think I think I like it. Brock Purdy, I feel like it's probably in the middle of the, the NFL when it comes to sack rate. I'd have to double check it. Oh, he, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. A note on this on FanDuel is half sacks are included. So players that record 0.5 sacks will be deemed winners. Settled oh. of NFL.com, off NFL.com. Nice. That's good news. Yeah. I like Karloftis. I like the Chiefs defensive line in general. Yeah. 
And Purdy does like to hold onto the ball when, when stuff develops downfield. I do wonder what Shanahan's plan to neutralize the pass rush is. Because it's like... I mean, A, he's the king of play action, especially with having Christian McCaffrey back there, um, even though he doesn't run as much play action as he used to. Check out Ben mm-hmm. Solak's article on The Ringer about the evolution of the Shanahan system. Yes. <laughs> Phenomenal article. Um, he but I, for us, don't... <laughs> oh, he can. You know oh, what, God, yeah. Ben Solak, okay, if you yeah. want to come... If you want to come work for us, you are welcome to. We can't pay you, but it's a great environment. Oof. You set your own hours. What's up? Sorry, I, no, I just noticed something that definitely hurts that bet, but I can tell you about it in a sec. Is it that George Karloftis is injured and not playing? No, it's that Karloftis all season has usually started on the left side. And you know who's on? Oh, no, he's the left side of the defensive line. So that means he'd be going against the right tackle. So that's yeah. actually a plus because you know who's on the left over in uh, San Fran. Bernie Sanders. Trent Williams. Oh. So you can avoid Trent and go after whatever bums on the air side, probably like a fucking first team. Mike McGlinchey. Woo! That's not true. That's not true, yeah. <laughs> Mike McGlinchey is on the Broncos. Hey, I do love Mike McGlinchey, though. Because he went to Notre Dame? Goddamn right, because he went to Notre Dame. Their right tackle is Colton McKivitz. Oh, McKivitz, you're going to have a rough day taking off, taking on Karloftis, okay? They're going to double team him with some John Feliciano, you think? Maybe get some Ooh. Elijah Mitchell chips in there against Karloftis. Yeah, I got a lot of use check getting ready to try to stop That's him. That's not in the booze you're hearing, folks. They're saying use check. Sometimes you got to subvert expectations. Everyone expects me to say yeah. Kyle there, but yeah. they obviously think Chris Jones is going to. Because would you be surprised? Are you surprised by the fact that I'm about to tell you that <laughs> to record a sack, Chris Jones is plus one thirty-two? Yeah, it's not a pass rusher. It's a defensive lineman. All right. <laughs> Sorry. And that was going to take the air out Ooh, of your sails. I'm going to come in here with good points. That makes sense, huh, Matt? <laughs> All right, whatever. Give me another prop, Adam. Now. Do it. Now? Do it. Now. I want Three, another one now. Two, one. Now. Do it. Yes. Um. Uh, I was going to hold off on this one for a little bit. Nah, you know, I am going to hold off on this one for a little bit. I got a novelty prop for you here, Mike. Ooh. Will any punt... Result in a touchback. Yes, it's plus 134, and I'm taking it. Okay. I'm taking it. Here's the thing about Mitch Wisnowski, is that uh, I don't really have any Mitch Wisnowski stats ready for you, but his name is very fun to say. Hence why I like to bet on my boy Mitch Wisnowski, the punter for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Kyle Shanahan is a sneakily conservative play caller, and I can see him easily punting from the 50 and within. He is not a man who enjoys going for it on fourth and mid. He's probably, if it wasn't for being an offensive genius, he would probably be one of the guys we talk about as leaving a lot of points on the board for not going for it on fourth downs. On top of that, Jake Moody, the rookie kicker for the 49ers, has been super shaky, especially on field goals longer than 40 yards this season. So I can see a scenario in which San Francisco has a mild lead. They have a chance to kick a 48-49 yard field goal on fourth and medium. And instead, they punt the ball, which Nasky puts it in the end zone. Get touchback. Fucking free money, man. Plus odds. Plus 134. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying that the crux to this is that they're going to punt it from what part of the field, did you say? Did, did you mention that? Like, that's the crux of your position. They'll get farther down the field in that mid area yeah. and punt it? Okay. I think I think that Shanahan's more, more prone to punt within the 50 on fourth and mid 
than yeah. by your average coach. Yeah, we have, we've seen that multiple times this season. And it, it's a little surprising. Just sometimes you automatically think like guys with these dynamic offenses are more aggressive to go for it. But Shanahan has showed us at times that he's not going to just go for it willy-nilly, even though I'm he probably putting, should. I'm putting 1500 on that, by the way. Ooh, okay. I like okay. it. It's plus money. Doesn't yeah. seem that far-fetched. That's, that's yeah, a good payout. If we talk about who's going to win this, it's looking good for Adam if they get, get a punt that ends in a touchback. Yeah, your biggest hope is that ball, that ball is going to land in the end zone because anything else now with the rule that you get you fair catch it, you're automatically going to get the ball at the 25. Yeah. Hurts that because teams are more likely to say, okay, go ahead and fair catch it instead of taking the chance you try to hope it bounces into the end zone and then a defender gets to it. That yeah. only applies. What you're talking about only applies to the kickoff, not the punts. Oh, I'm sorry. That doesn't apply to punts. Yeah. Maybe that's college football where it does. Maybe I don't know anything. Maybe I've actually never watched a football game in my life. Well, no one's accused you of knowing anything, Mike. That is true. No one's ever accused me of that. <laughs> Poster child of imposter syndrome. Damn. Um, well, yeah, we'd have to achieve something to feel like imposters. <laughs> Every day I get out of bed, I call it achievement, Adam, okay? <laughs> so, what if I came in from just here on out and bet only mm-hmm. punting props? There's so many punting props. What if I just became the punting props guy? I like it. I kind of like it. You like a little uh, little Mitch Wisnowski punt? results in a touchback so that's not any punt that's just mitch wisnowski plus 320 mm-hmm. I'm, I'm changing my bet same amount now the bet is will a mitch wisnowski punt result in a touchback yes is plus 320 and i'm taking that shit Ooh, i like it just so just by cutting out and focusing on one of the punters you get big odds i like big that odds. i really like that <laughs> yeah i like that bet um <laughs> So while you're punching that in, I'll go ahead and take over here, all right? There's some, uh, some interesting rushing props here. We got player longest rush, which at first I thought was similar to the thing you pointed out, which was like which player is going to record the longest rush of the game. And I, if that was the case, I was going to hammer like a wide receiver who breaks off like on a bubble screen or like an end around. Not a bubble screen, like an end around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> longest rush instead, of the game is a pass. Yeah. Instead, you know, with the season McCaffrey's had, he's really been like the massive dynamic, like pick up a buttload of rushing yards a buttload of receiving yards compared to like in the couple years ago remember that was like all Debo he was just going mm-hmm. ballistic and that's when he was like hey I got hit 4,000 times this year because you're also running me fucking pay me um, but I think they've been saving it I think they've been saving those hefty Debo packages where he's going to go wild all for this moment Debo's combined rushing and receiving is 79 and a half and damn I think that's this it guy, that's it and I think Debo's kind of like one of my favorites. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'd say Dark Horse. He probably would be if you pulled up the odds um, for Super Bowl MVP. He'd probably be down there a little bit. Like top 10, but not top 5. Are you asking me to pull it up right now? Or are you just vamping? I'm vamping to give you time to pull it up. He's, yeah. he's fifth. He's fifth. Okay. Plus, well, th- plus 2,500. Yeah. Plus 2,500. I really like Debo for MVP. So I'm going to go ahead and take Debo over on rushing and receiving yards. Put a thou on it at minus 110. Like, I think there's a world where this dude get hits 80 on receiving yards alone, <laughs> you know? So. And you said you put putting 1,000 on it? Putting 1,000. Only one of us is going to be right. There's no way we get Debo over 79.5 and, and Christian McCaffrey over 91.5. Yeah. No way. One of the things I love about the Super Bowl is I think if you go back throughout the annals of it, 
um, you will see so often the guy who you would figure was probably the highest receiver for a team. It's like someone weird. Like, for example, 28-3, the guy with the most uh, receiving yards was James White. <laughs> Hence why was he should really? have won MVP. Yeah. You know he didn't what? have that much on the ground. It was all short passes he took for some some distance, some yak. What is what is the image in your head from the 28-3 to Super Bowl? Is it the Brady laying down at halftime thing? He's What's like face game? down. Oh. Um, oh, no. you know, oh, you know what my image is from that Super Bowl? What's that? Uh, me quickly pulling over the car on the way into my neighborhood and throwing up because I was actually working at the time and I ended up, I had got some kind of stomach bug and I had to leave early. It was a Sunday, so we were going to close early. I was going to make it home for the Super Bowl either way. But I left early because I started throwing up and I slept through that entire Super Bowl. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, one of like the greatest Super Bowls ever. I slept right through it and I woke up, looked at my phone and it was like, eh. Patriots won. Holy shit, they were down 28-30. <laughs> I remember that during that game at halftime, I tweeted out that if if New England wins, I'll get a Tom Brady tattoo. And I was I was just outside the, the range in age where I would just like blow off everything and do it anyways. And so my dad talked me off the ledge. He wouldn't let me do it. Uh, what a coward your dad is. What a poor influence. My turn. I'm up. Yep, you're up. All right. I, I'm putting just a measly $500 on this one. Not my favorite bet on the board. But one of those things that I just genuinely enjoy when it happens, especially in Super Bowl, and it matches with my oddly specific prediction, Mike, as you'll recall, my oddly specific prediction, was that a punt is returned for a touchdown during this game. Mm. So I'm taking a defense special teams touchdown. Yes, plus 270. Putting 500 on that. Not the best odds in the world there. But it's just something fun to root for. It's fun to root yeah. for a punt to get returned. It's fun to root for a pick six or a pick up six. What do people call a fumble to return for touchdown? People call it like a fumble six. They got, no, they call it a, a scoop and score. Pick up six is so much better. No, scoop and score is great. Because you scoop it and then you score it. Thanks, bud. No problem, bud. <laughs> Buddy. Doing uh, fucking what's-his-face? Polly Shore. Thank you. The Wheeze Man. No, that's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's the Wheeze Man. <laughs> Hello. Bitchy on your fucking ringtone. <laughs> Shout out Mona Lisa, one of the greatest latter latter career Little Wayne songs. Yeah, you really got into Mona Lisa at one point. I remember that song's a banger, dude. <laughs> um, all right, is it my go? Yeah, unless you got more thoughts on defense special teams to score. No, I love it. What do you do, think I, would be able like to bet, bet specific defensive players to score? Like, could how much would I be able to bet on a like? What would the odds be on Legarius Sneed pick six? Very high. Yeah. I'd definitely say that. I mean, one of my favorite Super Bowl memories is now Hall of Famer as he should be, Devin Hester, taking a kick return to the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking, fucking cool, man. Fuck cool. I mean, big, mo- de- big moments with that. Like the um remember the during the regular season the Rams Ravens overtime game? Mm-hmm. When uh whoever the punt returner is for the Ravens in overtime took a punt back to the house. Yeah. It's just like once they break past the punter and you're like, oh, fuck, this is happening. Yeah. It's like four seconds that are unparalleled in any other sport. The only other the only thing like in basketball, or something like that, that I can think of that is on par with the feeling of a punt return happening for the win when it dawns on you was the Kawhi Leonard shot the year that he won with Toronto against uh, mm-hmm. Philly in game seven when it just bounced around the outside of the rim for like three seconds before falling in. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard's just like laying flat on the ground in the corner looking mm-hmm. up. 
That was like, like as it's bouncing for like the third time, I was like, oh fuck, it's going in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah even though, like if I was a coach, anytime a player actually tried to return a punt or a kick, I'd be upset because like every statistic says it's not worth it. It's way more often than not, it's not going to work out. So if like I was the coach and you decided to return a kick, I'm like, you better fucking score or you're getting chewed out, bud. <laughs> so yeah, I like it. All right, my final, because I'm doing all my player props first. My final player prop. I didn't have it yet, but then you said it. You told me what it was because I believe in my man. Debo, Super Bowl MVP, plus 2,500. I'm going to put 500. Now nah, I'm going to put, th- yeah, I'm going to put 500, right? <laughs> Really wanted to go with Thou, but I'll save that extra 500 for like a juicy bet I really like, and I can do 1500 on it. <laughs> you, got, you got real cocky there for a second. And then I was like, yeah, let's pull back. Let's pull back. <laughs> I think you just experienced the moment when you grew up. Really a young did. Mike Regan would have put $1,000 on that. An adult, elder, grown up Mike Regan. Cool $500. Three of my player props are Debo ones. So if he comes out and like gets, you know, rolls an ankle in the first, it's going to be a bad day for me. And we are actually betting $10,000 a piece in real life as well, right? I thought 10000 was just like the hypothetical figure, but it's really ten. is what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm going to be really interested to see how you manage to bet $500 when you drop that down to just being 10 bucks. It would be $5 then. It'd be $0.50, cents, Mike. <laughs> what? If I'm taking my $1,000 units and turning them into $10 units for actual bets, then a $500 bet would be a $5 bet. I thought you were saying that the grand total we were betting was $10. No, 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 no. Our 1000 equates to a $10 unit. Got it. So we're betting, in total, $100 in real units here? If you have 10 bets. Well, no, because we're betting $10,000, period. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're bet- we'd be betting $1,000 in your conversion rate units here. Very good, Adam. That was Remember some, doing uh... chemistry? Is this how you calculated moles? I was terrible at chemistry. I somehow got a C, and to this day, I don't know how. And yet, we have such great chemistry. I think I just got a C because, you know, we only had so many chemistry. I only had, like, I think we had, like, two different chemistry teachers, two or three, maybe, max at my high school. And I think my chemistry teacher was like, shit, if I fail him, he might end up in my class again. So, All right, my turn. Yes, sir. You just want to go back-to-back on some MVPs here? No, I already made my MVP bet. Yeah, I'm make mine now. Actually, I'm okay. gonna bet a few different MVPs. I'm gonna spread my money around a little bit here. Okay, I thought we had to do 5k each at least on each category. No, you just have to do 5k on player props. Oh, okay, gotcha. The other 5k is free space. Oh, okay. Well, go. <laughs> so I'm putting a thousand. Do- What's up? Just <laughs> <laughs> being a dick. I'm putting a thousand dollars on Christian McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP, plus 440. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes hand in hand with my other bet there, the Christian McCaffrey over 91 and a half. If McCaffrey ends up 100 yards rushing, 60 yards receiving, two touchdowns, and Brock Purdy has like one passing touchdown, one interception, 224 yards or something like that, and San Francisco wins, I think that you have to give it to McCaffrey. And I also think McCaffrey is the most important player on the team, right? Of course, someone here, uh, the pretentious football audience, should probably get in my ear here and go, uh, actually, Trent Williams, but Chris McCaffrey's the most important player on the team. Yeah. But seriously, Trent Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Every Washington fan for the last 10 years? 
Yeah. That guy that guy is such a Washington celebrity because we we have had nothing in that franchise. And so people were like, Trent Williams, best left tackle in the league. And we were all like, oh, my God, yeah, we'll just make sure that he's immortal. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, you're up. All right, so this is an unbelievable stat. Unbelievable factoid that I just looked up to confirm. The Chiefs have never allowed all season long, never did a team score more than 24 points on them. Yeah. They let up 24 points. Let's see. Bills in the divisional round. And then you have to go all the way back to week. The lab again. Holy shit. Week eight against the Broncos. They put up 24. I'd have to go back and look at that to see if that was even 24 offensive points. But 24. And then that was it. Every other game was even under 24. Which is why the San Francisco 49ers total points is at 24 and a half over 24 and a half is over plus over 24 and a half is plus 100 and I'm taking it my man you're taking over over 24 and a half points you're gonna give me you're gonna give me some juicy odds plus money for the Niners just to get to 25 I really like Kyle Shanahan you said it was plus a thousand it was plus 100 that's what I meant. Plus honor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and put a thou on it. I think, obviously, I'm biased because my deep, deep hatred for literally the Chiefs, everybody on the team, everybody in the organization, except for I really like Andy Reid. I'm an Andy Reid guy. Because he looks like a walrus? He looks cuddly. Is that what does it for you? I don't know. I've always really liked Andy Reid. I was like a mini Eagles fan for a minute because I loved T.O. back in the day. That's true. You did love yourself yeah. some T-Ho. Favorite player of all time. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the 24 and a half because I, like, I think that's what the Niners are going to have to do to win this game probably is get around that uh, mid-20s area. So I'm taking it. I like how you opened that by giving us stats on how no one scored this much. Exactly. I'm subverting. <laughs> yeah. Really subverting expectations right to uh, potentially the wrong bet. Story of my life, brother. All right, Mike. I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here on my next bet. Okay. Um, so I've recently found this bet that I really like on FanDuel. And I'm going to be putting $1,000 on it. So in my research, I found that the Chiefs have only allowed 24 points twice this season and never allowed more than that. It was in the divisional round against the Bills and week eight against the Broncos, which I'm not even sure if that was all on offense anyways. That could have had a defensive score in there. Yeah. So I think they continue. I'm going to take the 49ers under 24 and a half total points at minus 122. I'll put $1,000 on that. Wow. We are on opposite sides of the spectrum. It's almost like I didn't consider that bet until someone pointed it out. <laughs> touche, Adam. Touche. Who do you think wins that bet, Mike? If you... Uh, we're putting money on us putting money. Putting on us putting money? Yeah. I have the better... I have the, the Vegas things I'm going to win. Minus 122. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think ends up winning this bet between me, you and me? Obviously me. Why would I make the bet and then think, yeah, but I think you're going to win? The fuck I don't that know. Be? You opened up the entire section by telling me all of the reasons why no one scored more than 24 points against the Chiefs and then proceeded to take a team to score more than 24 points against the Chiefs. I didn't give you the reasons why. I just said that it happened. <laughs> That's a good point. You would have had to do research to give me the reasons why. 
I mean, I don't think I did research. I just had to think about it because I'm such a football genius. I'm like Rain Man in football. So we call you. We call you Vascular Mike, the football genius Regan. Here, knock over some toothpicks right now. I'll count. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't count the mic. He just knows. True. He doesn't go one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. <laughs> That'd be less impressive if he's looking over at the floor. Like, wait, wait, wait. I'm still counting. <laughs> Damn it. I lost count now. <laughs> Right. What is that? Drizzle Man would be that movie if you had to yes. count the toothpicks. Light showers, man. Um, <laughs> Cloudy. All right, ready for my next bet? Yeah, what's your next bet? Can I go? I can go back into another uh, player prop, right? Yes, sir. So we got this guy. His name's Harrison Butker. The Butt Man, we call him. The Butt Man. He is the uh, the kicker of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can bet total points for kickers. His is at seven and a half over under. I don't like the Chiefs' offense. I think they can get stalled. So I am taking Harrison Bucker over seven and a half, even though I always tell people to take unders. Um, but that that usually involves to like game and team totals more than. Oh, but then once again, I took an over and two. Never mind about it. I'll take <laughs> Bucker over. I think he'll get possibly three field goals, maybe two and a couple extra points, but more likely three field goals. Minus 102. Put a thou on it. I like how you really thought about that. Like you're constantly changing around your bet amount. I was, you have one bet at 500 and the rest of your bets are yeah, 1,000. I was trying to think if I might put my 500 on that, but I, I think I have something else in line for my to use up that other 500. Oh, you're going to be betting long after I'm done here, Michael. All right, Mike. My next bet, I'm actually going against how I think this game's going to go, but I'm going to call it insurance, hedging, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Patty Ice. Patrick Williams Mahomes the third, The Texas Tech Red Raider himself. To win Super Bowl MVP at plus 150. Damn. Now, the way I see it, is this is actually just a Chiefs money line bet with better odds. So mm-hmm. Chiefs money line is plus 110 right now. Do you really think there's a world in which the Chiefs win a Super Bowl with this team and Patrick Mahomes doesn't win MVP? The only world is Kelsey goes ballistic and they have to give it to him. Fucking De Niro asked Kelsey going ballistic. Yeah. I'd like to see that. If if Kelsey if Kelsey wins MVP when he is 49 years old, like he is this season, I will get a Tom Brady tattoo. Okay. I mean, I think if Kelsey puts up over 102 touchdowns, then your bet could be in jeopardy. Yeah, but who's throwing him those touchdowns, Mike? Patrick Mahomes, but everything else he does without Kelsey won't be impressive. Therefore, Kelsey would have been the most valuable player. I, I don't think there's any way that Kelsey wins it over Mahomes. I mean, like, unless Taylor Swift just asks Goodell nicely, and then mm-hmm. he has to give in because she's more famous than the NFL, maybe. Yeah. But there's no other world I can think of in which the Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes plays the entire game, and Mahomes doesn't win MVP. Like, I guess, like, if Pacheco goes off, or if, like, Chris Jones has two defensive touchdowns, but those both seem like longer, odd things than Mahomes just throwing for 250, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and going, like, 20 for 24. Yeah. Like, like Goodell tells T-Swift... I'll give it to him, but you have to perform the halftime show next year. And then she like dickers him down to she is, she's going to zoom in and sing one line. <laughs> and he's like, fine, I'll take it. I, I, it. I actually would really like it if she gets in Goodell's ear in the first half and is like, Hey, 
can you give my boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, Super Bowl MVP? He's like, yeah, but you have to play this year's halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> Stover takes Usher. It's the yeah. Taylor Swift heiress to her halftime show. <laughs> She's flying in from Japan overnight, right? Like, that's the whole thing for this? I haven't heard that story, but I'm guessing. Yeah, so she has a show in Japan the day before, and she's mm-hmm. flying back from that show for the Super Bowl. First off, is the NFL paying for that? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think the NFL wants her there more than they want the Chiefs or 49ers there. Oh, definitely. Probably. I yeah. mean, that's all the conspiracy theorists are like, of course the Chiefs made it. Taylor Swift, it's the cash cow this year. Second question, how much hentai do you think she sneaks back into the country? You don't have to sneak that. It's allowed. <laughs> you just Pretty sure it's not allowed. You just got to declare it. Seems like you really knew that answer fast, though. No, I'll say that. anything you bring in from another country, you just got to declare. You can't bring in animals from another country. That's true. Or, like, heroin. She couldn't bring Japanese heroin back over. Although, she's flying private. She could probably get some Japanese heroin back in the country. And she's Taylor Swift, so what are they yeah. going to do? Say no. Yeah. Imagine being the TSA agent that goes, uh, Miss Swift, you have too much hentai to come back <laughs> in the United States. You have to give up some of the hentai. <laughs> she definitely just picks all the... Like to keep, she just picks all the weird, like tentacle ones. That that's oh, definitely man. what she's into. Mike, you just you had to get so personal about Taylor <laughs> Swift's life and make more judgment calls about her. I like to believe that Taylor Swift can consume whatever porn she wishes, tentacle or otherwise. Yeah, I'm an accepting person, unlike you, Mike, right, who now, hates tentacle porn. Now that we're talking tentacle anti, can I give my next bet? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> so, anybody who read on Saturday throughout the season. And you, obviously, who had to edit it and post it, knows yeah, that I did read it. if I can take a spread and bump it up one point to get plus odds, I'm all over it. Spreads minus two and a half. 49ers minus two and a half is minus 104. I'm bumping it to minus one, uh, minus three and a half. It's plus 126. And guess what, Adam? What's that? Biggest bet of all my bets. I'm putting 2,500 on it. 2,500? And you're not even getting the hook with the field goal. Yeller. Let's see. I'm trying to see if you have anything. You are you really believe in the 49ers on this one, it looks like. Yeah, I'm going heavy, Manus. Yeah. I, you, you're, you only have – I think that your only two Chiefs bets are Butker over three and a half and George Karloff is to record a sack. Yeah. Huh. It's Butker over seven and a half. If it was three and a half, I would have put all 10,000 on it. Seven and a half – is it seven and a half points? Yeah, points. Yeah, I think I was thinking three and a half, like, field goals. Hmm. Seven and a half points for Butker. Good call, because uh, I would have been texting you about how wrong you were when you only kicked two field goals and 11 extra points. Oh, okay. Damn, yeah. I'm trying to – okay, so I wonder how many of our bets – how many bets could we both reasonably win here? Like, if everything goes right. I mean, I think all mine kind of – yeah, yours are all good. I, I have some that class with each other. Like, I have two MVP bets, and I'm about to make a third MVP bet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, oh, yeah, okay. I was trying to figure out what bets we both definitely couldn't win. Uh, we took opposite sides of the 49ers team total, so we bet definitely can't win that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, our personal bets, how well they No, so I, like, I, I, have, I have two different MVP bets. Um. Mm-hmm. And I have Mahomes under 262 and a half yards and Mahomes to win MVP. I think that is possible. Both of mm-hmm. those things can happen. But obviously, they are unlikely if one happens and the other doesn't. And CMC over 91 and a half yards. For that, for all three of those bets to hit, I would need Mahomes to throw for like 250, three touchdowns, zero picks. CMC to hit 100 yards and the Chiefs to win to hit yep. all three of those bets. 
All right, Mike, my final bet. We're in the end game now, brother. Kind of thought it'd be a good bit if I just went ahead and took the coin toss here. But <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to actually trail you on something here, Mike. I'm okay. putting $1,000, Debo Samuel, MVP, plus 2500 Nice. I like I like to throw like a longer shot MVP in there. Mm -hmm. Call it the uh, Julian Edelman All-Stars. Yeah. And if there's going to be a player that's plus 1000 or longer that's going to hit, it's going to be Debo. Debo's, Debo's, you know, the tail that wags the dog some of these games. The guy can run. He can catch. He's going to be a future con contestant on Dancing with the Stars. He probably is a pretty good singer. That guy lifts weights. He's really a, a quintuple threat when you think about it. Yeah. Hey, he's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. He's Debo. All right, Mike. That is my last bet. I am at, at now flush with potential cash sitting mm -hmm. at $10,000 spent. I'll read you off my bets here in a minute. How many bets you got left? You making two, one, six? How many you got left? I'm going to do one more to get rid of my right. last 1K. Oh, you want it now? No, I was thinking that we could just get it tomorrow. Close out the okay. podcast. Sounds good to me. All right, Adam, any plugs? No, just kidding. Here is the parlay. Four legs. I got Niners money line. I got Purdy 225 plus passing yards. And then I got Kittle and Debo. Four plus receptions. Total odds. 395. Put a thou on it. You said plus 390? 395. You know what? And I Shorter did, odds than I would have expected. I didn't include it, but I'm, I mean, I have to log in and check but i'm sure you might be able to get like some sort of boost today or boost for the game parlay boost I, they are doing a no sweat same game but i don't know why am i pimping fanduel and they're fucking I you know, know did it on, the, on saturday articles too yeah you <laughs> would always be like and i use my boost token <laughs> to boost it up to these odds which in my opinion is cheating when it comes to i know. making betting content no i never used my boost on um on saturday yeah you did I never did. Ever. I edited those articles. And, and there's talking about your boost tokens on there. And there's no paper trail for you to prove me wrong. So <laughs> it's it's more of an internet <laughs> article trail. All right, so you got no more bets, but I do have another betting related question. Yeah, what's up? Did you pick on the kick of destiny? No, I didn't. I can do that right now though. Yeah. So for those who don't know, FanDuel, god damn it. <laughs> they're doing the kick of destiny once again with Rob Gronkowski. It's prior to the game, he has to try to make a twenty five field twenty five yard field goal. Last year, he failed, which was nice, because watching Rob Gronkowski fail as a Bills fan always, you know, puts a smile on my face. Um, if you pick the right one, they're giving away, like, a total of $10 million in free bets, so I'm sure, like, you'll get a little smidgen of that, whatever it is. I went at, you know, you know what I picked? What's that? I picked he makes it this year. You think he hits it this year? My entire thing was I thought last year it was going to be rigged. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that there was no chance that he was going to miss, and then he missed. Yeah, that's because he missed last year. I feel like he's going to put he's going to you know put the work in this year to try to make it. Also, it's a twenty five yard know, field goal. You do know who you're talking about here with the put put the work in, right? Yeah, that's true. Isn't like the legend that Gronkowski never like read the playbook? Yeah, he never he never checked the playbook because he was like, I just go out there and run. Brady tells me where to go. Yeah, I do also love it because like a twenty five yard field goal seems like come on, that can't be that hard. But then, like, I'm sure if most Americans went out there, it would not be, even be close. You think you could hit a 25-yarder? Right down the middle? Nah, I don't... I don't... I feel like I could. I gotta be honest with you. I think I got the skills down. 
I think I got I think I have a really good plant foot. We could uh we could find a field around here next time you're oh, in yeah. town. Go kick a field goal, put it on TikTok, then you can watch it on TikTok and lose your goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going miss. Going miss. All right. Submitting my pick. You got any other thoughts, Mike? You wanna you wanna wish anyone a, a magical Super Bowl or anything? Um, How do you feel about the Vegas mayor telling the Oakland A's that they should try to make it work in Oakland? Damn. <laughs> Vegas, who lately has been like, well, sure, wants to bring a sports team here. Let's do it. Um, told the o- Billy Bean and the Oakland A's, thanks, but no thanks. That's It's because Jonah Hill's not there anymore. True. Jonah Hill, elite actor in three specific movies. Uh, let me see if I can guess them. All right. Moneyball. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And War Dogs. No. Okay. <laughs> War Dogs. Did you see that movie, though? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like, I'm not like, oh my God, greatest movie. Yeah, like, didn't blow me yeah. away, but I, I do enjoy that movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, so good. <laughs> Paul oh, Rudd's no. so good in that movie, too. I dismissed <laughs> him like everybody else in his life. <laughs> no, I love it when uh, Russell Brand's character is performing. I don't love Russell Brand. <laughs> um, uh, he's like singing, and then Jonah Hill like, cuts him in the eyes. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. And then they were able to spin that off and to get him to the Greek, which was one of those movies that I went and saw in theaters and was like pissing myself laughing. And the next time I saw it, I was just like all the jokes. I was like, huh? wait, huh? is is in get him to the Greek? Is is his band Infant Sorrow? Is it the it same is. band? No like shit. Yeah, he's all the same character. Obviously, Jonah Hill's is different. You tell me that Jonah Hill didn't go from being the resort worker to the guy who has to get him to the Greek? No, no, he wasn't. You know what? Low-key, though, also, uh, super bad. Deserves some Jonah Hill recognition. Oh, yeah, how's it going? Definitely not that Adam McKay movie with DiCaprio about the end of the world. Don't look up. That weak movie for everyone around on that one. Yeah, and he was pretty funny in um, This Is The End. Yes, everyone's funny in that movie, though. Yeah, he's just like really fake nice guy who's actually a total dick. I do. Which I, I always, feel like that's how he is in real life, right? Yeah, I always cackle at the scene where um, who's the girl who plays Hermione? Yeah, uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson, like they let her in, and then like she goes to another room to like lay down. And they're all having the conversation about how like it's like <laughs> yeah, repopulating the earth with her. Yeah, like no one. <laughs> Basically, they're joking about how like you know we all know what's thinking. Or he's thinking, like, you know, no one rape her. And yeah. she, like, overhears it when she comes out with, like, as, like, an axe. Yeah. No, no, we were talking about not raping you. Who is it in that movie that dies and goes to heaven? Um, I think Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel are the two that go to heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Franco, I just don't think he does, and that might be art imitating life. Yeah. There's, um, there's a line in Superbad when they talk about how a girl gets breast reduction surgery. And she's walking the opposite way from them. And Jonah Hill goes, all right, I got to go see these warlocks. And that might be the best line in the history of cinema. <laughs> is Jonah Hill referring to someone's tits as warlocks. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, Mike, you got anything else for the pod? Any uh, no. news pop up? No. Even though I hate the Chiefs and I do want the, uh, I do want the Purdy thing to end, I am gladly rooting for them to stomp the Chiefs. And as much as I joke about hating the people in the Super Bowl and not wanting to watch it. I am looking forward to it. It's the fucking Super Bowl. Come on, people. So I think I'm going over to a buddy's house, seven people over to watch it, and it should be a good time. Um, Just want to point out, the Bulls did not make a trade. They did not. 
It's a bummer. I saw that the 76ers' big get was Buddy Heald. Yeah. So, winning the obviously, they're winning the finals. Yeah. So, people, you want to hear more, definitely tune into Baskey this week because I'm sure we're going to – a lot of talk in the NBA segment will be about the trades. All right, Mike, you want to get plugs? We'll get out of here. Uh, yeah, I can go ahead and re- reveal what it is since you gave it the thumbs up. I am have an article coming out. Uh, hopefully this weekend on how to accept the fact that your team's season is lost. There's many stages to this, but I think it's very helpful to people. I've, I've had to go through it this year. The Sabre season is over. We're not making the playoffs. And it took me a minute. I went through all the stages uh, of grief, but I finally got there. So look forward to that. Um, other than that, I do have to get cracking on a lot of um, kind of wait once the, the Super Bowl being this weekend, after that ends, I can start shifting to a lot of my on-Saturday column, hopefully coming back and talking a lot of draft stuff. So look forward to that. Other than that, follow me at Talent Alone Mike on X, on Threads, and I don't know, maybe I'll set up my TikTok and start doing stuff. All right, you can follow me at Talent Alone Adam on X and on Threads. You can follow us at Talent Alone on TikTok, where we'll be posting content from this podcast and other things. You can read my League Pass watchability power rankings. Those come out on Tuesdays or sometimes Wednesdays. And uh, be sure to keep an eye out. We have a very good article coming from Tyler Karkara uh, about football soon. So that'll be a lot of fun. With that, Mike, it's Super Bowl shout-out time. Only one thing to say. It ties into all my bets. All that matters this week. Dick's out for Debo. And Harambe.